Hey world, Kelly Hall here. It has been a very emotional time in the world. Um, Lots of feelings, lots of reactions, lots going on um, in the wake of George Floyd's death and with the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, I'm one of those people. I have been listening. I have been watching. I've been learning and really just trying to take this time to educate myself. You know, and I come from the position of of love, of caring. I have always loved other people. I've grown up around all kinds of people. I don't feel like I have a hateful bone in my body, to be totally honest. So I was really trying to navigate my voice. Do I have a voice in this? Should I say something? Do I say something? And after lots of reflection, I realized that I do because I do come from a place of love. And maybe some people struggle to find that place, don't know how to navigate around their voice. Maybe they don't even know where to start. And so that's what this podcast is about today. This is probably the most difficult podcast I had to record so far because there's so much sensitivity on the subject, but this really comes from me, my personal experiences, and my heart, and why I think through conversations, through honest communication, and finding out others' backgrounds, experiences, faith, motivations, all of these lessons from others can help you equip yourself to find the tools to become more compassionate and to really open your heart to other people's experiences. So, remember <laughs> remember the emotion here and the sensitivity, but I hope you can walk away with a more open heart and ready to listen to other people. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Kelly Hall, your host of Misunderstood. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have really struggled with this week's podcast. This is actually the fourth time I've attempted to record because my heart has just been so heavy and confused and really I've just been soul searching and praying on you know, God to place the right words in my path to lift up other people because that is all I have ever wanted to do is lift up human beings so we can feel compassion and excitement and an energy to connect and, you know, be better human beings at the end of the day, better for ourselves, better for society, better for our family, and in the end, make an impact, right? The, that's That's the goal. That's always the goal. If I can walk away and someone can feel better or not just believe in themselves, but believe in the opportunity to lift up other people. Like that is huge. And so today's episode, I really want to dive into learning compassion because some of you, this isn't like a born quality. You're not a naturally compassionate person. This isn't, you know, who's emotional and who's not emotional or who's really in their feels. I mean, do you really have the ability to be sympathetic, show concern for the sufferings and misfortunes of others? That's what compassion is. And 
do you open your heart to others' experiences? You know, I think there really are people in this world who think the way they were raised is the only way or any other way of life different than theirs is wrong, that their belief system is the only one that works, that their values should not be changed, that their hearts and their minds cannot be changed. And here's the thing. You are wrong on all accounts because as human beings and as people of faith and with good hearts, we have the opportunity to grow and to learn from each other. That is the beautiful aspect of this life is that we can learn from each other. And you know what? You really lose something from the world if you're not taking advantage to have conversations with human beings who are different than you. Whether it's people who you connect with and you think are amazing and you get along with, that's awesome. Or maybe it's people that you don't get along with whatsoever and you just don't get them. You just don't get it. You're like, why is she so rude? Or why is he so mean? Or why is, you know, Jenny so abrupt in her conversations and always cut me off? Guess what? All of those people are giving you an opportunity to grow because you're learning about them and you're learning about why they are the way that they are. And it doesn't matter of their race, of their religion, their skin color, their ethnicity, or what block they grew up on. It just is about understanding human beings. And I am so fortunate because I spent my entire life traveling around the world. I grew up as a Navy brat and also in a Christian home. So from the beginning, my parents taught me that Jesus said, love everyone as you love yourself and to treat everyone equally and to open your arms to everyone equally and that it's not about skin color or hair color or education or the amount of money that you have on your paycheck. It's about being nice, being genuine, and genuinely caring about other human beings. So as we traveled around the world and met people from all cultures of life, that was my mindset. Is that and my mom used to always say this, and it was so true. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. And I would witness how people were raised and how people acted in public and what people went on to do with their lives. And maybe it was different than what I would initially say I, I would do with my life, but I would always say that same mantra. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. Maybe it's different than the way I grew up in my household, but that doesn't make it wrong. So I want to break down a couple schools of thought for you to help you open up your heart to others' experiences because it will make you a more compassionate person. It will help you drive conversations to figure out why people are the way that they are and in turn make you less judgmental, maybe less frustrated, and at the end of the day, connect you with others. Because we are not placed on this earth to be isolated and to be alone. We are meant to lift up other people and to encourage them and it has nothing to do with what they look like. So first, 
let's have an honest conversation with our peers about their parents. You know, maybe Jenny, we'll use Jenny (laughs) as an example. Maybe she is the type of girl that overstays her welcome. Maybe you say, hey, Jenny, yeah, sure, crash on my couch on Friday night. And you find out that she is intending to stay all weekend long. She packs her little suitcase and moves on in. Maybe she helps herself to the food in the fridge or your favorite sweater. Uh, Maybe she sprawls all over the couch and you're like, what the heck's going on, Jenny? I didn't tell you you could stay here forever. But then you take a step back and you think about the conversations you might have had with Jenny. You know, because, for example, I grew up in a home where you don't overstay your welcome. You always offer for help. You never expect anything. You know, my parents always taught me those qualities, especially when I was staying over at other people's houses or going to sleepovers at a very, very young age. But I had both parents in my house teaching me those qualities, you know, having those conversations with me over and over and over again. So you better believe if, you know, I was playing with another little girl, I was cleaning up her Barbies because I was not going to be the person that left a mess in that household because Lisa Hall was going to get a call, friends. So when Jenny's there taking advantage of the situation and you're getting frustrated, you're thinking, oh, she's using me. I can't believe it. That is your opportunity to say, hey, Jenny, so tell me about your family because her parents and her family and her background directly reflects how she was raised. And how she was raised correlates to how she became as an adult. And you can't fault her for parts of her life that may not have ever been there. For example, she could have had, you know, a single parent who was working all the time and didn't have an opportunity to sit down every day and say, this is right and wrong. Or maybe she did have to learn how to crash on multiple people's couches because she had to grow up herself and she didn't have a father in the home. Or, you know, she at a really young age started working and she just became really close with her friends that would take her in. But you don't know people's backgrounds. And so before you get frustrated at Jenny for acting differently than the way that you do at 27 or for not as, you know, not having the same boundaries as you, have those conversations about her parents, about her family, about the way she was raised. You know, another thing, for example, my family, we grew up um, all over the world, but my parents grew up in the South. And yes, the South is a very different part of the country versus, you know, West Coast, for example, in the mentality and the focus, like, Things are just so, so different. So my parents growing up in Louisiana their entire lives, they had not even really experienced different types of foods before joining the Navy because once they joined the Navy, they started meeting other people and people with different ethnic backgrounds and really opening up their eyes and being exposed to different experiences. And so they made sure that my sisters and I didn't have that same experience. You know, they didn't want us to live in the same place for an extended period of time and not meet new people because they didn't have that opportunity themselves. So the way that I was raised was, you know, meeting people, connecting with people, asking why they are the way that they are, and 
always having that open mind and being very disciplined. And, you know, my parents drove academics and they drove a strict schedule, but that's the way I was raised. And it's important that you keep an open mind with other people, with the relationships they had with their own parents and their own family, and have those conversations before getting really frustrated because it's not fair to judge someone based on their own background that they cannot change. They can't change their parents. They can't change the way they were raised. They can't change the values that was instilled in them when they were a little kid, but they still do have an opportunity to grow. And you know, Jenny, she might be a grown-up. She might be 27 years old and sprawling all over your couch and helping herself to your food. But you still have the opportunity to teach her something to say, hey, Jenny, I don't mind if you do X, but I would appreciate if you did Y. Or, hey, Jenny, next time you come, do you mind just pitching in for a couple of groceries? And maybe she'll ask, why? I don't understand. And say, well, that's how, you know, my experience is whenever I would go to other people's homes this is what I would do. And it it would make me more comfortable hosting you if, you know, we were able to kind of pitch in together. But that might be the very first time she's ever heard that. You don't know. So still allow yourself to keep an open mind and talk to others about their backgrounds to understand why they are the way that they are. Now, the second thing rolls right into that is life experiences excuse me, so life experiences, asking someone about their background, their travels, that is absolutely huge. And by life experiences, I mean, what did they do? Where did they go? What is their highlight, their biggest travel? Have they gone out of the country? And I say this because if you have not been exposed to other cultures or other ways of life, that might be why someone is close-minded. And why they see something, you know, someone's behavior as so different and weird. And it's because they haven't really been exposed to a lot themselves. And I always find it so interesting when I meet people um, who have traveled the entire world and they have like a quick explanation for everything, whether it's about like an Asian background or friends from South America. They're like, oh, he operates this way because he's Colombian and a lot of Colombians act this way, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. I just had no idea. I've never been there. I don't know that. So when I was growing up, like I mentioned, being a military brat, we traveled all over the world and we actually lived in Sicily, Italy. So my dad was stationed there when I was ages eight through 10. Um, and, you know, at the time, I really didn't appreciate why they decided to move us to Italy. You know, I just saw it as like a fun new adventure, but I didn't understand how strategic they were in this move with my sisters and I. And my parents, you know, they moved us at an age where it was inconvenient for our schooling or I was in high school, you know, I was still really young. I could remember everything and I could soak in all the experiences from being in a different country. And they also, they chose and they elected not to live in military-based housing while we were there. So they picked this amazing little yellow villa in this cul-de-sac in the heart of Sicily um, in this town called San Pietro Clarenza. And we lived on the side of a volcano, Mount Etna. <laughs> so all of that is like so overwhelming 
to this eight-year-old who, you know, was living in Virginia Beach and, you know, p- played with my Tonka trunk. I didn't know at all what a volcano looked like. But all of a sudden, here I am in Sicily, Italy. Well, that experience alone, I mean, you're talking about immersing us in this culture of Italians and learning how Italians operated. And we found out that the Italians, the grandma was living next to the son and the son was living next to his sister and the families are all living within the same block radius of each other and that, you know, they don't spend a lot of time inside. They are outside. They're eating dinner outside. They're playing soccer outside. They're watering their garden outside. And they have just this instant sense of community. So within the first three days we were living there, probably sooner, every single Italian on that block was knocking on our door. Knocking on our door. One, because of that sense of community I was speaking about. You know, they are just, they want to get to know you. But two, because they're curious. (laughs) They're super curious people. And it was not out of, you know, malintent of being rude or invasive. They just were like, hey, someone's new. And that's where their hearts were. They were just curious people. And I thought that was astronomically different than Americans because Americans are so, so private. And I can't even remember the last time I moved to a new apartment and someone knocked on my door to get to know me. But here the Italians are just so full of love and excitement. And another thing that they do um, is besides having such large hearts was they are very expressive with their body language. And they also, they greet you cheek to cheek when you come up to them. So, you know, whether you are a grown man addressing another grown man, you are kissing cheek to cheek when you introduce yourself, you say hi, and when you say bye. So those customs and courtesies were so different than what we saw in the United States, but we had to get used to them really quickly because we were living in the middle of Sicily, Italy. So, you know, the body language was huge. And my dad was like, whoa, I'm a grown man here. And he's leaning in to kiss me on the cheek. And he was like, all right then. But, you know, we just adored their their love for everyone. They were just such joyous, curious, happy, expressive people. And, you know, as we got – as we were there longer, we started learning the language more and more and more. But – you know, initially, before we learned Italian, they would just be like gesturing and their hands would be going crazy. And we would think like, are they mad at us? I don't, or, did we do something wrong? I don't, did we overstep boundaries? And then eventually you learn the language and you're like, oh, wow. Like she's waving her hands above her head, but she really just loved that pasta. Like it was just the best pasta she ever had. But from the outside, you're like, she's screaming at me? I have no idea. And you find out that they're just really expressive people. So moving forward, I've always – taken such an interest in cultures and the community that people are in when they're living in those cultures because it really defines who they are and why they operate the way that they do. And one time I was watching a movie with some Italians and the guy I was watching it with was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that man kissed that other man on the cheek. And I was like, oh, like it's a super like regular custom greeting for Italians to like kiss each other on the cheek. And he was like, that's weird. And I sat there for a second and I was like, I bet you this guy's never traveled before. And I was like, oh, have you been out of the country? And he was like, no, like why? I don't need to go anywhere. And I'm thinking that's exactly why you need to go somewhere. Because this world full of people with different experiences 
And it's incredible what you can learn from others. And so I always like personalities, you know, I think about those Italians who were super expressive about their cake. Like they're just expressive, excited, aggressive people, but in the most positive of ways. And their households are different than American households. You know, they're not trying to be rude. They're just trying to be neighborly. I always remember that now. You know, I I try to take that into my own life. You know, when I move somewhere new, to be neighborly, to build that sense of community, to get to know the people around me, to get excited about my pasta or whatever it is, because those are all things that are building the people up around you. You know, that sense of community, that's so, so huge. And if someone has not experienced a lot outside of their maybe initial hometown where they grow up, the state, they're not used to exercising that part of their heart to get to know other people. Because for all they know, the world is the same as it is in Springfield, Ohio. That's it. That's the way the world is. But it's not the way the world is. Everyone has something to bring to the table, a different personality, a different culture, different experiences. And so really asking someone about their life experiences directly reflects why they are the way that they are. Now, the last and final piece to this is what motivates them. Because, you know, on this quest to open your heart to others' experiences and really have an honest communication with someone about you know, why they believe what they do or they act the way that they do. If you ask them, you know, what motivates you in a really honest way, you're going to learn very quickly what kind of person they are, what they're driven by. And what someone is driven by is really definitive to their character. So, you know, one of the things I always respond to is what motivates me would be my faith. You know, my parents really taught me to love and respect all other human beings and that there's something to learn in every experience, in every person, in every opportunity. And so my love for people is what drives me in almost every single thing that I do. Why I started a podcast, why I wanted to be a motivational speaker, why I kept returning to, you know, the Miss USA state competition so I could meet other people. Ultimately, it's because of my faith. It's because Jesus taught me how to love other people. And I grew up as a little girl excited to love other people and get to know other people. Um, You know, I'm also motivated by my family and by wanting to be better for other people. But what does that person say? Do they say money? Do they say materialistic items? I want a big house. That's why I do what I do. You know, what is it that motivates them? Because it may be different than what you expect. It might be exactly what motivates you, but it correlates to who they are as a person. And together, their life experiences, their background with their parents and their family, what they're motivated by is going to give you an open door to their heart. And their background. And sometimes we need to remember, are you listening as much as you are talking? Are you really gaining anything from your conversations? 
Or are you just talking? Are you really diving in to someone's heart and soul? Because that is what's going to help build our community and our society. And I think it's not fair. Sometimes we feel compelled to compare. And we think that, you know, you haven't been through what I've been through. So you can honestly understand what grief feels like or what frustration feels like or you don't know what it's like to really be motivated because I've done X, Y, and Z. And it's not fair to keep comparing your experiences with other people's. The gravity of what you have been through may not be the same as others, but you can't fault them for that. You can't fault them because they haven't grown up in a damaged home or they didn't go through a financial crisis or, you know, because they had someone pay for their college. Everyone has, those people are going to fight their own battles and they're going to go through their own experiences. So it goes both ways, that compassion. You need to sympathize with those who maybe have experienced those hardships or moments that might have been more difficult than your own. But you also need to remember that the people who haven't faced those hardships, haven't faced those difficulties, they're going to have their own time to face that. But you can't hold that against them and elevate yourself above them because they haven't experienced that themselves. I hope that through this message, you're really going to have some self-reflection and see if you're taking time to talk with others, to have those hard discussions, to open your heart to others' experiences. Because everything in my life has been better by speaking with others, by getting to know them, by getting to know what operates them. It's built my relationships in ways I cannot thank God enough for. And it's made me realize exactly why people are treasures on this planet and all of the craziness that happens in the world. I still believe people are good. They are good and they innately want to help other people. So how are you helping other people? How are you lifting people up? Are you having honest conversations with others? Are you trying to get to know them? Are you opening your heart to others' experiences? Anyone can find the dirt in someone, but be the one that finds the gold. Proverbs eleven twenty seven. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This was a hard message for me to talk about this week. I've feel abundantly blessed that I grew up in a home full of love, full of Jesus, full of opportunity, but with an open mind. And I continue to have an open mind and an open heart to other people. That's why I am the way that I am. So why are you the way that you are?
Hey world, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.